This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this episode of the AEC Engineering and Technology Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping engineering professionals find technology that fits their needs. This podcast is the sixth episode in our 10-episode series called Unveiling Tech Horizons. Throughout this series, we will revolutionize AEC consulting by delving into cutting-edge technologies such as AI, BIM, digital twins, PM resourcing tools, and more. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Brad Kloss, Global Account Executive at VideoRay, about the innovations behind VideoRay Mission Specialist Underwater Robotic Systems, their unique features, and adaptability. We'll also explore the applications, partnerships, and exciting future developments. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Brad, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. And we've got a lot to talk about, so we'll kind of jump right into it. And for the audience to um, preface the interview, we actually came into contact with Brad and his team through a, a recent New York Times article, which we'll we'll share in the show notes, but I'm really excited for the discussion that we've got in store for you today. But first, Brad, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them about what you do on a daily basis? Brad Claus, I'm an account executive with VideoRay with focuses on offshore wind, civil, which is, includes hydroelectric and nuclear, aquaculture, and shipping, so more geared towards the maritime. Uh, so all of our account execs are, are broken off into different markets. I guess our main markets is actually the U.S. Navy and defense. So uh, those guys will handle typically any military around the world, in addition to uh, all the, the police departments for search and rescue applications. What you just said, you know, Video Ray, it sounds like has a pretty wide range of, you know, segments, markets, and people that you guys are, are dealing with, huh? That's correct, yeah. Could you just provide an overview of the Video Ray Mission Specialist Underwater Robotic Systems? Like, what are they and how have they redefined the inspection class category? First thing that comes to mind is power. So, power, the vehicles, our profile vehicle and our defender vehicle are best in class for performance as far as working in high currents. So, uh, so both of them have the ability to overcome currents of over four knots, which is, uh, I mean, doesn't sound like much, but four knots uh, in current is actually moving very swiftly. Now, in addition, one of the, compared to some of our competitors, uh, the, the, our Ethernet-based backbone to where uh, any accessories that you have on the vehicle, I hate to use the term plug-and-play, but it's truly a plug-and-play system compared to other products. So where the way they're set up with open architecture and modularity in the event that you do have a failure, uh, you could be back up and running in, in a matter of, say, five to 10 minutes, where it's, uh, it doesn't require, I guess, electrically savvy technician to where you're troubleshooting to component level items. I mean, you just have to narrow it down to an area and swap the component out. That technology aids for, I mean, a lot of our customers are, are for-profit businesses to where having that ability to get the vehicle back up and running quickly helps them in critical path times, et cetera, uh, to not impact their projects. 
Speaking of projects, right, just to give the listeners just a little bit more context, right? Could you maybe just give like a high level, you know, we don't need a, a ton of like confidential details or anything, right? Uh, just like an example project that one of your products might be used on for your customers. I'll focus on my markets, which is offshore wind. Some of the main tasks, I mean, I'm sure you're somewhat familiar with them. You're from Ohio, but for offshore wind, uh, the vehicles are used for anyone at the start of the project for any inspection planning, route planning for cables, identifying where the monopiles will be installed. So it's used at the beginning of the phase and, and throughout the entire, uh, I guess, life cycle of the project. So the preliminary inspection phase, the installation phase, then the, uh, I guess the life of the asset where there's a lot of different accessories you could put onto the vehicle, which are also used in, in civil markets as well. So the use of uh, UT sensors, which will check the thickness of metal for any degradation over time. Cathodic protection, which checks for uh, the condition of whatever anodes you have on the structure, which are used to prevent uh, or to increase the life of that asset. In addition, uh, any route planning. There's some pretty impressive things we're doing now with uh, partnering with a couple of different companies with the camera technology to where uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, the drones nowadays to where the drones could do LIDAR, they could do full inspections. There's a handful of companies that we're working with very closely that we're doing full uh, 3D point cloud modeling with the vehicle to where as fast as you can inspect whatever asset, it could be a, a pier, a bridge, et cetera, all the, the foundations, you will have a, a full 3D point cloud model built as soon as you did the inspection. When you're talking video, right, we're talking underwater inspections. We're talking underwater robotics where, right, like it's impressive enough with what robots are able to do on the surface and you can, you know, find any number of them, right? Like spot the robot dog has a lot of applications in AEC, right? But you guys are taking it to right, a, literally a different level by taking these things underwater, which is, is just fascinating. But one of the first questions that comes to my mind, right, is like, it's a totally different ball game when you're underwater trying to get these things to maneuver through what is essentially a different medium, right? So could you talk a little bit about like the power and the maneuverability of these robots and like how that plays to what I assume is like a really challenging environment? So any of the, I guess not near shore work, but like most of your hydroelectric type areas, I mean, current is always, they're there because of high currents to produce electricity. So current's always something to overcome. Like I mentioned before, the vehicles can work in high currents. Now, in addition, we have what we call a, a DVL slash GPS combo. So a DVL is, is a sensor that's mounted onto the bottom of the vehicle. So it's, it's used. So once the vehicle is within, say, 100 meters of bottom, it can get a bottom lock. So it knows its position in reference to bottom. So I always use the analogy, say if you want to inspect the, the area the size of a football field, for example, you could plot out that mission and the vehicle will do the entire inspection on its own with the uh, limited supervision. So it'll do it on its own, but the pilot ultimately has control of it in the event of if he needs to overcome for whatever reason. What I say, it, it makes a, a decent pilot look great, to put it that way. And now in addition, I mean, for station keeping as well, I mean, when you're working in these high currents, typically high current, low visibility, position of the vehicle is pretty tough. So uh, having the ability for station keeping is very uh, advantageous as well to where once the vehicle's near bottom, you can let go control. It'll hold station indefinitely. So if you're trying to do any enhanced sonar imagery or like what I mentioned before with the camera, the vehicle will hold, uh, hold station with a steady platform to obtain the imagery. And most of what we do, 90 plus percent of the results that customers are looking for are either sonar imagery or video imagery. So that addition or that capability enhances uh, our product a good bit. 
you talk a little bit about more about like the mission planning, right? Is this something you're kind of doing like back at your desk, like offsite in the office before you were out in the field with the robot, or is it kind of a combination of the two? You could do it either way. If you know, if you have a dedicated area, say you're going to inspect this bridge, you could actually pre-program the, the vehicle prior to, to where when you get into the field, it'll do the full inspection on its own. In addition, you could do it once you're on site as well. So for example, if you'd have the vehicle sub C and you know you want to inspect, I'll call it the foundation A, B, C, or D. Once you descend the vehicle sub C and you could actually start seeing the imagery on sonar, that way you could do a little bit more precise mission planning compared to what you're actually seeing. It does. And in the case of, right, like you mentioned, like bridge piers that are pretty much, you know, driven in and basically sit underwater for the lifetime of the structure, right? You know, some of those are going pretty deep, kind of under the water line. Could you talk about the robot's capabilities to be at like these depths for extended periods of time? The vehicles can dive indefinitely, uh, unless, you, of course, you'd have an issue. We have had a couple different customers. Again, it's all scope dependent. So the need for extended dives is depending on, on what scope you're doing. But we've had a couple different customers that have dove uh, our Defender vehicle for right around a six month time frame. So, Six months subsea with never ascending and, re and recovering. Right. What type of mission would require such a prolonged period of submersion? For that application, they were monitoring. I can't say what they were monitoring, but just monitoring whatever, a widget for an extended amount of time and just had to have maintained a constant visual on that object. For, so some asset for some extended period of time specific to that client's needs. That is correct, yeah. Which is amazing, right? Because the versatility of these bots is is so, because I mean, right, like obviously we as humans can't be submersed for six months, like at a time, right? So this is something that just wasn't possible before the advent of these machines. So different organizations provide like these accessories, right? That expand the use of the vehicles for their specific use case. Do you have any examples of like these types of organizations and what they're doing? We work with a, a ton of different I guess the main ones is sonar companies. So we're doing, I mean, sonar imaging with multi-beam sonars. Like I mentioned before, camera companies. Is, uh, in addition, we just purchased a camera company as well, Blue Ring, which uh, I think we're going to speak to that later on, and then manipulator companies. So, of course, the vehicles, there's probably about 10 different types of manipulators we could outfit the vehicle with. They all offer a different I guess, range of power and dexterity depending on what you intend to do with the vehicle. So like cleaning, you could have set up with brushes to where you're doing any biofiling cleaning, marine growth cleaning, et cetera. So it's depending on what your application is. And that's the beauty of what we do. I mean, for any opportunity that we work with with clients, but we come up with a custom solution. So it's a custom solution curtailed to their exact need. So there's so many different accessories and, and that's the intent. That's what, what kind of our, what we take pride in is that we could build a vehicle specific to your needs. Which is one of the amazing things about robotics is you have these machines that are just, right, it's a moving object, but what other accessory or sensor that you can put on it, right? You know, cameras, LIDAR, et cetera, as you mentioned, sounds like you can just customize it to the needs of your specific client and ultimately get the best outcome for them. That's correct. Yeah. I've heard one of your clients, right? The U.S. Navy, which is very, very interesting. Could you tell us a little bit about like that client and how the technology benefited them? It's funny. This is, I mean, the tech benefited them, but also us working with the U.S. Navy as well has benefited us as well on the technology side. So there's a lot of different products that will be coming to the commercial market, which were ultimately derived from the U.S. Navy. 
we've helped them, but in addition, they've helped us as well. The main applications that most militaries around the world use vehicles for are all uh, mines. So having the ability to actually fly to an asset mine, detect what kind of mine it is, and fully disarm the mine all autonomous. We're doing that now. Just another great example of, right, putting robots in situations that are dangerous to us humans and, and really capitalizing on the ability to do that. In the past, I mean, you had EOD personnel, divers, that would be, it does still happen at times, but uh, I guess the more and more you can put a, a piece of equipment in its place uh, compared to an actual person, just that removal of risk is uh, advantageous. I mean, the Orbeez is a tool rather than putting a person in harm's way. One experience I can draw on from, you know, AEC experience, right? Confined space, great application for drones are really popular, right? But any sort of robot, but let's actually switch focus to AEC, right? Like I'm curious to hear in kind of your experience, how do video rays basically systems integrate with AEC workflows and like what type of projects are you guys seeing out there? Again, a lot of it's, it's still imagery. So, uh, I mean, anything for, like I mentioned, foundations, if you want to do a full inspection, have a full 3D model of whatever assets that you have subsea. So for dams, we use the vehicles to inspect dams, the faces of the dams to inspect for cracks, any anomalies, et cetera, over the course of time to actually come up with a case plan to repair it or just monitor it over time to see if they eventually need to do something. Now, in addition, we have an application to where right now the Defender is configured, so power is coming from surface. So all your power goes from your OCC to the vehicle. We do have applications to where for tunnel inspections, which is kind of geared towards uh, more of the hyd hydroelectric side, to where we could do tunnel penetrations up to 5,000 meters away. So you'd actually descend the vehicle down. You mentioned confined space. The vehicle would do all the mission autonomously, doing a full scan of that tunnel. Once the vehicle's recovered, you'd have, a, again, another full 3D model of everything that you'd have inside of, of the tunnel. I'm trying to think about how something like that would have been done in the past where you would have essentially had like a human diver plus some sort of sensor to get down there, right? That's correct. Yep. I mean, again, when you're putting a, a man, particularly a diver in, in a situation like that, the risk is uh, definitely heightened. So we've talked about, right, so like piers, foundations, tunnels, any other type of like basically built world assets that you can think of that are kind of common use cases? More geared toward the civil side or just any market? I'd say AEC, but a lot of the listeners of our show are civil, so why don't we start there? It's still mainly visual. I mean, visual inspections, sonar inspections, that's the tried and true. That's the main applications most of the customers in that market use it for. We are working to where in the future we'll have the ability to, we'll call it a, a resident vehicle, to where as long as you have proper communications topside, you could have a resident vehicle subsea 24-7 at that asset to where if you need to inspect whatever, say something happens, you need to inspect this leg or this, this section of wall, the vehicle will always be uh, subsea and ready for that task at any given moment. And again, there's a lot of different customers in like oil and gas, offshore wind, et cetera. That technology is fast approaching. I've dreamed about my own projects, right? Essentially a robot docked and I can call it at any time and say, hey, I want to take a closer look at this very specific part of the asset. And it sounds like that's pretty much reality for your customers today. It is, yeah. You mentioned blue ring imaging earlier. Could you tell us a little bit about like the organization and kind of what they're bringing into the fold of video, Ray? The main two things is, I mean, they have what they call OctoView and OctoCam. Uh, what I'm most excited about is actually the OctoCam. So 
the same tech that you have nowadays in some of the newer vehicles where you put your vehicle in reverse and you'll have a full 360 degree camera view of everything that's around the vehicle, you'll have that in the ROV technology to where it comes in very handy when you're piloting the vehicle in, in difficult spots, tough areas, lots of targets, et cetera, to where as you're flying the vehicle around, you can see everything that's around you, not just your forward looking camera, anything that may be starboard port or behind you to prevent you from snagging up on something, damaging the vehicle, et cetera. Now, in addition, they have, uh, which is, is Octo View. I say over the course of the next five years, traditionally right now, when you fly the vehicle, you're flying through a tablet with a monitor. The Octo View technology, it has the ability to where instead of a, a tablet or monitor, you'll have a headset. So it provides the, I guess, geospatial awareness of where you're at. Everything's through it, through a headset. That's most of what I know about that one. For example, right, Apple Vision Pro coming out, you're seeing a lot of different use cases in AEC. And I could see how that would be really useful to get that, like you said, geospatial awareness and better understanding of kind of what environment the robot's in versus right, just seeing it on your monitor, of course. Exactly. Brian, looking ahead, like what other developments and advancements are you guys looking toward? Like, and how do you foresee that impacting your customers, specifically those in AEC? Like I mentioned before, I think it's more of the uh, true autonomy. Right now we're doing supervised autonomy. So the true aut autonomy combined with a resident vehicle to where you'd have a vehicle subsea. We could do comms up to roughly about a mile away subsea. So you do full telemetry and video subsea to where the autonomous side to where you have communications to it. You tell the vehicle you want it to inspect this X and Y area and it will do it on its own. So without the need for a pilot on site, et cetera, you just need any kind of a internet link or, or LTE signal to facilitate the task. Brad, I have to say this has been one of the most interesting interviews, you know, that we've had on the show, right? Because a lot of this technology is so unique and going to be new to a lot of our listeners. So we, of course, appreciate you coming on. But um, what's the best way for the listeners in the audience to connect with you? They can reach me at uh, my email, which is brad, B-R-A-D dot C-L-A-U-S-E at videoarray.com. That's the easiest way. In addition, they could reach our sales group, which is sales at videoarray.com. Excellent. And Brad, thank you so much again for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Take care, Nick. Please remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at aectechpodcast.com. There, you will find a summary of key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering and technology endeavors. Thank you.